The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, right here in the SWBC studio. Nicole Hutchison here, alongside Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and Miss Lovely Christy Scales. Ladies, this was not the Monday we wanted. It ain't. Not the no. Monday we wanted. Cowboys fall into the Eagles on the road, 28-23. Uh, first, let's just start with you, Christy. You were there for the atmosphere. Uh, how, it's a how great atmosphere. Oh, Perfect day. Perfect weather. Mm-hmm. Um, sold out crowd. The tickets were going uh, upper deck for 490 each 490? for the upper. Yeah, and the, oh. the standing room only was going for 270 in the hour before the game and full-throated Eagles fans. This wasn't one where there was a takeover of Cowboys fans behind the Cowboy bench. I mean, it was this was a hostile environment all the way and totally entertaining. And the thing is, despite in spite of all of the mistakes, the self-inflicted wounds, it was still there for the taking at the very end. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't pull it off. And those um, self-inflicted wounds, particularly in that final drive, I think were uh, symbolic of of the game, but th- I, that's what was frustrating. But what was different was in the locker room after the game, like the very disappointing loss in San Francisco. That was a dejected, de- that was a demoralizing locker room. But yesterday, I would describe it more as um, Dan Quinn didn't want to use. Uh, the word today, confident. And he was kind of struggling for a word. And the word that popped into my mind was it was one of resolve in there. Mm -hmm. Because they knew, they felt like, they felt like they were going to win that game. They felt that they, you know, and and they know that if they are able to correct these mistakes, Mm -hmm. that they can go not only toe to toe with the Eagles, but take them down. Yeah, no, go Go ahead. ahead. No, I I mean, I was just going to add on to that and just say, I think you just have to be glad with how you finish that game. I mean, you know, yes and no, yes and no. As far as the way you competed. Absolutely. And that's something that Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy both said today. You have to be happy about the way that you competed because the way you went out against the 49ers in October, it's a little sad. But now you're actually showing that, hey, we belong on the field with the NFC's elite. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm actually proud of the way that the guys competed and performed all the way through. I don't think the better team won yesterday, if I'm being honest. I think uh, there were issues on both sides of the ball, but when you're talking about the elite Eagles who are just this scary force of a threat in football, Cowboys put it up until the last five seconds of the game. I mean, that was – it was wide open for the taking, um, and Dan Quinn kind of hit the the nail on the head today and saying – came down to two things for him as far as the defense, and that was not getting any takeaways, not creating any takeaways, and not winning on third down, both of which is very uncharacteristic for this defense. And so, um, yeah, self-inflicted, but I wouldn't say the mood today is deflated at all. I I think it's it's hopeful for what you have because Mm -hmm. there was a lot of really good things to come out of this game, and that's a very cliche thing to say after a loss, but there was a lot of 
things that, yes, you take away from it, you get better, you're going to see this team again. And from the way things are looking with both of these schedules for the Cowboys side and the Eagles side, it seems very likely that this could be a very tiebreaker game come December. So, look, take your lessons, learn from them, apply them, execute them, move forward, and just know you see this team again here in the next few weeks. Yeah, run your race is what Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott said, is that we have to run our race. And I just like that because – I think a lot of people would argue that right now um, it's out of their hands now as far as winning the NFC because of the fact that they could have taken the NFC or, or taken a, a step forward in getting home field advantage in the NFC right now when you look at the playoffs. But I do think that this team is trending up in so many different spaces, especially when you know we talk about it on this show, ladies. We're looking deep within the game. We're looking within the film. We're looking at – and there are – a lot of little improvements that have been made specifically on the offensive side of the ball from five weeks ago till now and we've talked about Dak Prescott and how he's evolving if your quarterback's gonna play ball like that oh yeah you're gonna win a lot of games and so there's encouraging things to take away from this game I thought that Mike McCarthy mentioned something he mentioned it the other week he talked about how uncharacteristic these wins have been in a way that they've it's blowouts it's it's them, you know, and again, I like that the team has the ability, three, all three phases, these, some of these big games that they've won where they turned it up and it was over when they decided to do that. Love that. But one thing that I asked him a few weeks ago was, how does that change, you know, your momentum and, and also experience when all of these, when the fourth quarter and some of these games, your starters are on the sideline? And that's just not normal in the NFL. And he mentioned today, you know, that. They're getting in these tight situations is good experience for them to learn how to manage the clock when you have no timeouts. To, you got a lot of young players on the field trying to figure things out. And so for me, I do think that the experience that they're getting in this, specifically in this game, could help them moving forward and how to finish these games, mm-hmm. especially since in this season to this point, they haven't really had to finish a game in this way. So that I'm, I'm not in the super negative party right now. I understand the game could have been won and everything, and there was a lot of miscues and mm-hmm. penalties and things of that nature, but I do think that this team is trending up as far as them knowing each other and then also learning from the mistakes. It's a lot of accountability, too, and I don't know if we've seen that often, mm-hmm. as much accountability that's been taken by these coaches um, this year. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and by the players themselves. So, for example, and I don't think that uh, this was more kind of a – I won't say walk off, but you probably won't see this on video um, because um, a lot of the reporters had moved off to talk to other people. But Jake Ferguson, um, after he talked to the TV camera, some of the beat reporters came in after getting Mike McCarthy. So he kind of had a second round of interviews and he was um, taking responsibility for um, one of the penalties on delay again, that one in that last drive that mm-hmm. was so crucial that uh late getting in didn't didn't really get the call the communication and so it affected how they lined up and the clock ran out and then you have Luke Schoonmaker I'm not trying to pick on the tight ends Mm -hmm. I'm just using this as an example of um he he knows he's got to just got to take that route just just a little bit deeper I mean he literally missed it by six six inches in terms of getting the ball on the goal line and and nice play by Blankenship the safety for uh the Eagles and you can argue he was there a little bit early or but whatever still that you just Mm -hmm. it when when you have two evenly matched teams and what did we talk about last week you need to steal 
a possession or two. Yep. Mm-hmm. They weren't able to do that with the takeaways. You have to limit their long drives. Dan Quinn, as you said, pointed that out, yep. allowing too many third downs, especially uh, there at those uh, long drive at the beginning and then in the third quarters. They couldn't get them off the field. Yeah. And so, um, and then the one thing that stood out to me in uh, pregame conversation, talking with some different players, but mainly different members of the staff. And I kind of just do a little straw poll. I'm like, what do you see as the key? What do you see as the key? What do you see as the key? And uh, one of them said, it's it's limiting the mistakes, particularly pre-snap. And because you the Eagles are too good of a team. We can't beat our we can't beat them and beat ourselves at the same time. And what was it that came back to bite them? Pre snap penalties. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That that's what was frustrating. Yeah, I think there there were so many things though that had like a lot of penalties, um, a lot of self inflicted wounds, like like you mentioned, Christy. But one person in particular, I know a lot of guys or a lot of fans or playing the blame game at QB1, uh, and and I'm sorry. We're, we're going to just Ugh. break down how this offense really played very well, no matter yeah. about the miscues um, and, you know, the little hiccups, I guess, on this offensive line every now and then. Um, but this offense really played very well, especially with Dak Prescott. I'm going to start with you, Aisha. What were you most pleased with in the way that he played in that game? Oh, he just seems like he's – He's yeah. just in a mode right now, y'all, mm-hmm. where it's just he's not phased, especially mm-hmm. with, um, like you mentioned, Christy, this is a chaotic situation a bit with all the fans, all the noise. Um, his communication at the line of scrimmage was good, and he knows, let's keep it a buck, like he knows that the right side of his offensive line is struggling. Mm-hmm. He's aware of that. And for him to be able to evade that and to be able to still be consistent in the passing mm-hmm. game really says something about his IQ and also, too, how he sees the field. And um, when he, and also, too, when you mm-hmm. talk about the receiving game, I liked that they saw that passing the ball was favorable in this matchup, yep. and they did it. Yep. Yep. And again, yep. we are waiting for this run game to figure its life out. <laughs> we just are. Yeah. Like, from, I mean, a pa- from a run game standpoint, from <laughs> a from a blocking standpoint, <laughs> how did you Everything. feel? I, I I thought that Tony Pollard actually had more juice yesterday than I've seen this year. He did, but but uh, to your point, yeah, they weren't able to to stick with the the run. And mm. you're right, it was the passing game that worked, and they were able to take advantage. Yes, yeah, yeah. the consistency that I'm looking for from the run game. And again, your quarterback know that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like he Absolutely. knows yeah. that they're struggling. So for him to be able to put the game on his back to an extent, mm-hmm. I mean, when's the last time we seen Dak pass more than 40 yards? 40 attempts, rather. I was like, he definitely passed more than 40 <laughs> Baby, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> but that just lets me know that he, he identified this is the matchups that's favorable, and he went at them. He mm-hmm. went at them. We know this Philly secondary is not that great, mm-hmm. and he did what he needed to yeah. do to, you know, to get the Cowboys down the field. So I was impressed by his improvising and what he was able to do yesterday. What I'll say is this game does not come down to the last five seconds if Dak Prescott is not your quarterback. It is lost in that third quarter already. So if anybody is putting blame on Dak Prescott, please come to my DMs. We'll <laughs> chat. I I absolutely – it drives me nuts to see the emotional reaction because that's what it is. It's not logical. It's not statistic-based at all. It's just mm-hmm. emotional thinking to blame Dak for every little thing. Could he have been better? Sure. He said after the game, there's a couple things, a couple plays that will keep me up at night. But that's just who Dak is and taking accountability for things he could have done better. Everybody could have done something better Mm -hmm. that would have probably, had all those things happen, led to a win, right? So it's not just Dak. 
that played a part in this. In fact, if Dak was not in there, this game would have been lost in the third quarter as soon as that momentum shift really started to swing mm -hmm. uh, in the Eagles' way. They started taking control of uh, time of possession. Mm -hmm. So, no, I think that's atrocious. That's, that's not even a real take, no. Um, <laughs> what I will say, too, is I'm so proud of how he's progressed in, in this mm -hmm. season particularly um, because you're seeing all of this off-season work that he's put in with guys like CD yeah. and Jake and the time he takes out of his life to put into this job, whether it be spending his weekends out in the backyard, whether it be you know going to different meeting rooms because he wants to not because he has to you're seeing all of that come to fruition and you know when you have all of your coaches saying the same thing of his confidence on the sideline even mm -hmm. before that very final drive he said we thought we were going to win this game yeah. that's the kind of quarterback i want yeah that's the kind of quarterback everybody should want mm -hmm. so again to sit there and say Dak prescott has blame in this in a couple of plays sure so does any quarterback Very in any few. kind of in any kind of loss, yeah. but yeah, I could probably count them on less than one hand. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I think um, other other reasons were the the contributing factors to the loss, but Dak Prescott he kept yeah. you in the game. Yeah, yeah. and the vibe on, the vibe on the sideline it was it was solid. They it was it was confident. Oh, they absolutely, and and kudos to the defense for giving the offense those chance. opportunities yeah. in the fourth quarter. They really did. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there was never any kind of panic or questioning or any anything like that. There aren't histrionics on his sideline. Yeah. Uh, and when you normally, have a guy like normally, Dak, normally, yeah. When you have yeah. a guy like Dak, Absolutely. there shouldn't be. But, yeah. again, if yeah. you had a different quarterback, I, this has been firing me up all day, guys. I've been seeing <laughs> I Twitter. I see it. Right? I've been seeing it on Twitter. I'm like, oh, God. I can see I, it. I didn't respond to anybody. <laughs> I saved it just for you guys. But if you have a different kind of quarterback mm -hmm. with a different mentality who is panicking on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> that final drive is not going to look like that. It's not going to give you a chance mm. at five seconds left. Yeah, and Aisha, you hit it on the nail. They believe in him, especially CD. Um, loving that connection. And this is something that actually Brian said earlier, um, that his tenacity for the football, his yak yardages, um, the way that he's able to get in and out of breaks. CD's been very special, and it started, you know, really in his offseason, building that connection with Dak. Um, I don't know. I, I like the way that these receivers are really just th th that confidence in each other and their the confidence in Dak so far. But what y'all like out of Jalen Tolbert? Yeah. Oh, because awesome. he, awesome. I think he was only had seven catches for 71 yards heading into that game Sunday. So three catches for 49 yards on Sunday. And uh, and first, first TD of his career. Uh, yeah, I think I want to see more of Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, as somebody that's like. So I, I had the opportunity to like study him yeah. when he came out the draft and look at film on him. I saw this confident, swaggy player. And he, obviously <laughs> last year we didn't get to see that. And to kind of see him coming mm -hmm. into his own and even Brian Schottenheimer mentioned his awareness in that play. To, you know, I think it was the play where he extended – the, on the fourth what, down? Yeah, I think it was the fourth. No, fourth, it wasn't the fourth down. No, I it know wasn't he, the fourth down. Was it the touchdown? It was like late fourth. Mm. Anyway, he talked about his awareness and his uh, and the fact that he kept kept moving for the quarterback. Because right. mm -hmm. we've talked about the scramble drill and how I feel like this receiver core could improve there. And Jalen just working for his quarterback is the reason why he was even able to score. Um Definitely want to continue to see him, man, because not only is he doing what he needs to do, he's been running his routes correctly. He's been doing things. He's been open on film. He's he's also, too, uh, they mentioned, I think Mike McCarthy mentioned, he's doing a lot of dirty work as well oh, yeah. in the blocking yeah. game, special mm -hmm. teams. And um, 
he's earned it. I just yeah, think he's sure. he's he's earned the opportunity to have these snaps and him showing his reliability in a big game like this, I believe, is going to help he and Dak, you know, continue to stay on that page. And it's something to build upon because you need whoever is opposite of CeeDee Lamb to win, be able to win one-on-one on their own. And I see him doing that on film consistently. So, yeah, I'm it, excited for him. Yeah, and it wasn't well, the touchdown either. It was fourth quarter or second and ten. Oh, sec- okay. Yeah. That's okay. what it was? Okay, yeah, I couldn't okay. remember. I was yeah. like, dang it. Okay, go um, ahead. Okay. No, I was going to say, so kind of the big narrative right now, and again, I've been saucy on Twitter. I know, I know what you're saying. Saint it. Saint is it. Uh, about Michael Gallup and kind of where he's been playing. So what I don't want to get confused is that Yes, you've seen a dip in the amount of reps that MG is getting during these games. However, you're seeing that Cavante uh, uh, Turpin, hello, Him different too. person, Cavante Turpin too, but Jalen Tolbert's uh, uh, rep count getting higher. Yeah, and people are saying, oh, it's because of MG. Okay, mm-hmm. it could be, but no, it's because he's earned this opportunity, like you said, Aisha. Mm-hmm. He earned the right to take those snaps. He earned the right to be where he's at, and I guarantee you. MG's not feeling any way about how well Jalen is performing because he knows he's seen the progression of him go through it. Yeah. And so, again, you know, you're, you're talking about when it comes to Jalen Tolbert, what has he done? Well, he has put a year in of kind of staying behind the curtain, learning, growing mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike McCarthy talked about how on Saturdays Tolbert would be here in the weight room. He said a consistent guy in the weight room on Saturdays working on that part of his yeah. game even last year. And then you go into minicamp and OTAs. What do you see? You see a little bit of a more quick progression from Jalen Tolbert, which you just didn't know what to expect at that point. Go into training camp. Brian Schottenheimer starts talking about his notebook and how fascinating his notes were. when he comes to note-taking. And then you talk to JT, and you compare it to even just last year being in the locker room, two different people, two different confidence levels, and two different players because he worked to be that player. He worked to earn those reps, and he's worked for every opportunity he gets in these games. So I don't want it to get muggy with, oh, it's because of MG that he's getting these reps. No, it's Mm -hmm. because of Jalen Tolbert that he's getting these reps. And it helps that you're learning from a guy like C. Yep. Yeah. And Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks. And Cooks, too. And just to put in perspective um, the way that Tolbert's uh, reps have increased, uh, he had 31 snaps on offense. Uh, There were 75 offensive plays yesterday. Day. He had 31, so 41% of the snaps on offense and then tied for most snaps on special teams with 21. So um, on offense, he had five fewer uh, mm-hmm. opportunities, five fewer snaps than Michael Gallup. But, um, yeah, it, you, you're right, Jess. It, it's, it's building. He's getting more uh, as the season goes along. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. season for youth football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance to learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at dallascowboys.com camps. Mm. Fun. Um, that sounds like fun. Uh, just Real lit. You know the weather. It's it's uh, like eighty degrees outside, so I, I just need it. I just need the weather mm-hmm. to decide what season we're I got in, mine. and then we can <laughs> before start to you're feel, feeling Christmassy. Before we can feel a little bit more like I said. Christmas. I said, Alexa, it's like, <laughs> the so weather hot. outside. She told me some. It is eighty one <laughs> degrees. Yes, I said. Excuse me. Yeah, it was yeah. it was uh, sixty seven degrees at kickoff yesterday in Philadelphia. Insane. And That's I, not I, bad, though. I didn't even That's put nice. on a jacket. Even and it's a four thirty. You know, by the middle of the first quarter, it was yeah. dark, yeah. right, with daylight savings. And I was just in a sweatshirt mm-hmm. all day. And I'm it's so like, glad you be looking a, so like yeah. little with that hoodie <laughs> on the hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, one of my favorite photos from the sideline is we had that uh, game. Uh, I think it was twenty sixteen. It was the Pittsburgh game. Oh gosh, it was so cold. Oh. Might have been longer than that. But Jay Ratliff, he was. Our our defensive tackle and so luckily he left his parka on the sideline when they went in at halftime oh, put it on. so I grabbed I grabbed the parka <laughs> and I'm sitting on the bench and putting my feet in the seats you know where it's yeah. heated but bone crusher took this great picture of me and all you see is this big cape and these little lines I, I looked like a, a Jawa you know from Star Wars, but hey, you 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 take the warmth with it wherever you can get it. You I know? need to see this picture, yeah. please. I yeah, have a good so edit I have it. in my head that I can make for you. So yeah, no, this Texas weather is a little bipolar for me. I'm from Houston, but like it's just it's a little way too bipolar. I don't. And just decide what season it is. That's all I'm asking. Stick to yeah. one. Let's well, let's go yeah, with we, that. Yeah. We should have good weather for Carolina in two weeks, so that'll be the next. Uh, so at home against the Giants this coming mm-hmm. Sunday, on the road at Carolina, mm-hmm. then a crucial three game homestand. Yeah. Uh, and then a December trip to uh, Buffalo. So we'll, we'll, so make, we'll make up for it there. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so tired of being on the road. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. mean, we do need to get some road wins. But I do mm-hmm. think some home cooking will be good for them to uh, kind of get their feet. And, the, ahead, and, yeah. and these next two games against opponents mm-hmm. that are struggling. Yeah. And with the Giants, with uh, whether it's going to be Matt Barkley or mm-hmm. Matt uh, De- DeVito. Yeah. But even like, next week, though, wow. is not easy because the Washington Commanders, oh, I'm already thinking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, we got just, Giants coming. Yeah, we got Giants. Mm-hmm. Then we got Carolina Commanders coming Thanksgiving. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I mean, we say it's crucial. A crucial it's very crucial. Yeah, good, yeah. good win for the Commanders yeah. yesterday yeah. To, to stay in the race, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. with uh, with to. trading yep. Chase Young and and uh, Montez Sweat, I think a lot of people uh, could have viewed that as maybe they were, you know, packing it in for the season. But uh, no, they showed some great uh, resolve. But I don't know if I even thought that because they went neck and neck with the Eagles though and p- took them to overtime. I don't so like I them like... people. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm telling you right now, like I don't know what the Commanders' problem with Philly is, but they play them. They do so mm-hmm. tough. It's, it's all about matchups, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's it's like is. their Super Bowl. Yeah. It's well, a big but, deal. But I mean, to be fair, to be fair, the Commanders have a little bit of a history of 
taking these NFC East rivalry games mm -hmm. and throwing it all out there. I mean, do we remember Benchgate? That was Bishop. oh that yeah, was oh, a that thing. was hilarious. That was a whole God, thing. That was ridiculous. I'll never forget that. But Sam House playing yeah. some uh, playing Sam House playing some good ball. I love to see young quarterbacks developing and learning, yeah. and you can tell that he's starting to get it. So mm -hmm. I don't expect for him to come in here when, when yeah. the Cowboys do play him and just roll over. But yeah, oh, yeah. yeah let's talk it about that. Yeah, game. yeah. What you see about <laughs> with uh, with this Cowboys uh, defense? There were, you know, there were a few opportunities, especially at the end, where it looks like Micah was going to get that he, fumble on that yeah. last. Oh. I thought, I thought he had his hands on it and I just, just live from the sideline. I'm like, there it is, there it is. Yeah. But that was the most unusual play. Mm -hmm. First of all, yeah. the Eagles, they just need the run, and they send AJ Brown in motion. And he runs into DeAndre Swift, the running back. And he took a nap. And it created, yes. yes. And it, it, it was one of the best hits of the game, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it was friendly fire yeah. for an Eagles standpoint. But, oh, man, that was the opportunity there. Mm. Golly. It was frustrating, yeah. like, to your point. I mean, even what Dan Quinn mentioned about just they weren't able to get takeaways and they weren't able to get off the field on third down. And it, it's just frustrating because I felt like so many times the ball just bounced Philly's way exactly that's yeah. when you start looking at like everyone talks about it in football is that there is some luck that goes into this yeah. as well and now it just wasn't it just wasn't that but this secondary <laughs> though someone mentioned it in the press conference how they have not allowed and the only team in the NFC who has not allowed a receiver over 100 yards or rushing yards or rushing well that put the jinx on it so yeah. but Dan <laughs> but Dan but the thing is on everything. <laughs> but the thing was, though, and I thought Dan Quinn saying this was pivotal, is like he cares about the, the yards, he cares mm -hmm. about the in-between stuff, but it's the scoring right. that yeah. he's the most right. concerned about. So even though, you know, credit to this defense for what they did in this game, it's the scoring that makes the difference. And then mm -hmm. obviously, like he mentioned, the lack of turnovers that they were able to get. So mm -hmm. I, I got a lot of respect for what they did, but at the same token, I do think – them not being able to get off the field on third down was yeah. it was it was yeah. it hurt like you could feel it especially even on that first drive where they had opportunities mm -hmm. and it was just like and I understand because Philly does put you in a stressful situation with the fact that how they handle the fourth down it's an extra down they don't care <laughs> yeah. if they're close enough they are going and so for your yeah. defense I do think that it puts a lot of stress on them to almost play perfect um, on mm -hmm. on second down and and third <clears> down so. I don't know. Like you said, it's a learning experience, and it's mm -hmm. something that they'll grow from, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. Uh, uh, mine was just the penalties. I know they had yeah. two in the first half, eight in the second half. I think five of them came from defensive penalties. <laughs> Wow. Don't get me Jess started. Is over it. It, it was yeah. It was I mean, in those moments, yeah. especially with a game like Philly, you have to play discipline. You you're not going to get any calls your way. Well, uh, they were, that's what sucks. Yeah. Twenty accepted penalties. Both sides, yeah, yeah. Ten, so ten each. It's yeah. it's not like we can sit there and be like, oh, it was just on the Cowboys. It was on both, it was on both sides. sides. Yeah. But yeah. it also it, but it matters to, when it was. It, that, right. It was the timing of it. <laughs> However. <laughs> Like you can't just call holding on one on one yep. side and then not call it for the exact same thing like four yeah. drives later. Consistency yeah. is all we were asking. That, for. Yeah, exactly. That was the frustration was the lack yeah. of consistency. So, for example, when there's a hands to the face to Michael Gallup, yeah. oh, how do my. you pick up the flag? Yeah. So or the um, non-existent DPI on Stefan. Yep. That was tough. So I still uh, don't see it in the room with us. So it I've, was, I've watched that clip at least fifty <laughs> times. Yeah, they said that they he they hindered his uh, AJ Brown's <laughs> movement, but that 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 I'm was a tough call. I'm just gonna stay quiet so I don't say anything. That was a tough else. call, but but you know. Um, there, there, 
there were ones that they got right. You cannot be Rashawn Evans and be elevated from the practice squad. Yep. And on a touchback, on a kickoff, and you're in kickoff coverage, mm-hmm. and you get a personal foul for going to the that's face mask. That's how you get your tail down. So yep. very unfortunate because well. that's what gave the Eagles the good field, field position, short field on their scoring drive. Yeah. And so there were just some very, very frustrating things. And then uh, the real crucial penalty on um, saying that Chuma Adoga did not report, mm. and so it was an oh, illegal cool. formation. Yeah. And that's one where you just have to make sure that when you communicate to the official, that the official, yeah. that the referee does the symbol, you know, acknowledges, makes, acknowledges yeah. makes the call, and, and they also make an announcement over the loud yeah. uh, speaker, you know, into the into the referee's microphone, so the whole crowd can hear it, uh, as well as the defense. And so, um, again, just very, I won't say ticky-tack, because that one, either the official acknowledges it or he doesn't. Right, yeah. You know, so you just have to make sure that you communicate it well enough that uh, you get that acknowledgement. Yeah, this was the third most penalized game by the Cowboys so far mm-hmm. this season. And look, let the Eagles have their penalties. But again, if you know what kind of game is being called at this point, and you knew well into that third quarter, you better stiffen everything up in your body. Do not move, and you play extra disciplined at that point. Yeah. Because it was it was evident how this was going to swing fairly quickly in the middle of the third quarter, I mm-hmm. would say, when you started to see more of them being drawn. Mm-hmm. And I just... It's such a hard tightrope to walk on because I understand the aggression that they're trying to play with. And we talked about that fine line of finding the aggression, especially uh, when you're talking in terms of DBs and you don't want to play too soft and you couldn't for this game. You you just couldn't play too soft and yeah. you had to you had to do that. But, man, it was frustrating. Those penalties came. Uh, they, they helped you. They helped you in that last drive. Oh, they sure, sure helped you in that yeah. last drive. And then they turn around and. Uh, Got yeah. you right back. Those that giveth yeah. also taketh away. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was tough. That was, Who's someone that, was that you want to see more from? Because mine is Stephon Gilmore. Um, I, I, they kept targeting him, and he kept getting beat every single time by A.J. Brown. AJ, AJ Brown, uh, that one-on-one matchup, I don't know. It, it just it didn't sit right with me because you expect more from a five-time pro bowler. Well, that's why yeah. I asked. That's honestly, I mean, that's why I asked, um, and we love us some Jordan Lewis on this on this channel, mm-hmm. but that's why I asked uh, Dan Clint about the crossers and the things of that nature because they have given the Cowboys mm-hmm. uh, secondary issues. Now, credit to them because, I mean, A.J. Brown was quiet, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was quiet True. In, in comparison. He was extremely mm-hmm. quiet. And so I will say I did feel like the secondary played together well, but they were attacking mm-hmm. your nickel corner, which is – it's it's one of the it's one of the spots that you can choose to attack. It's yeah. one of the easy it's one of the easier things to scheme in my opinion. But when you talk about the crossers and all this stuff, you know Dan Quinn mentioned that you have to be able to play a mix of zone and man, and they're still you know they're yeah. still gelling. But I thought that this secondary played considerably well, given the yes. fact that you're going up against receivers oh, that yeah. are, I mean because you would have AJ would have a 125 plus, but you also have Schmitty have. I mean, my bad. Uh, Smith, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith have 50 yards just yeah. to tack on just an extra whatever. But the fact that they were able to eliminate him and even Dallas Goddard. And Goddard, yep. It's, this secondary did 
their job for the most part. And mm -hmm. as far as like the the pressure, and especially too with how fast Jalen Jalen Tobin, yeah, Jalen Hurts yeah. gets the ball out. There's a lot Jalen so <laughs> quickly. I was looking at you know Micah. He was almost home a lot of times. This mm -hmm. this defensive line was almost home a lot of times. But when you got a quarterback that's getting the ball out that fast, it's just difficult. But I was. I was pleased with some of the pressure they were able to get in some moments. Boy, you, people talk about Jalen Hurts improving his uh, <laughs> accuracy. Oh yeah, he can that, oh. that that pass to Devontae Smith, that yeah. touchdown, yeah, and Bland, play over Bland. Yeah, I mean, what Bland else can Bland do there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, double move there, and you just and it was they just ran right by me. It was right in front of the Dallas sideline. Mm -hmm. I saw him, and I'm like, all right, Bland's got it. He's he's with him, and the ball was laid so perfectly, perfectly there. Yeah. I mean, you just Sometimes you just have to tip your cap. It's almost like to some the people get mm -hmm. paid to do that on the yeah. other side they of the ball do, sometimes, really? you know? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Amazing. <laughs> no, Amazing. So that's part of that position, though, and I think people forget when you're talking in terms of a cornerback, cornerback, mm -hmm. um, that, yeah, sometimes that's just, you just yeah. get a perfectly placed ball, and mm -hmm. it just it, it doesn't – it's not a testament to what Duran didn't do in that yeah. position. Yeah. He was right where he needed to be. But, man, it's it's crazy. And in terms of Jordan Lewis, I wanted to touch base on this because, you know, we heard especially the this uh, conversation surrounding the O-line and uh, Tony Pollard with mm -hmm. coming back from injury. Jordan, Jordan Lewis, Lewis is also too. coming back from Thank injury you. at this That's point. So it's a foot. You kind of need that to be a productive <laughs> cornerback, uh, everybody. So, again, when you're talking about the kind of injury he's nursed to come back from, it's not like these football players, you know, don't work their tails off to come back. Mm -hmm. And you still need those in-game reps, right? And you're talking about a guy that didn't get any time at training camp, mm -hmm. who didn't yeah. get any preseason nope. because he was None. still nursing that to come back. And so, again, you're seeing a slower progression of where these guys all are in their seasons because of injury, because of other things that they've had working against them from the start of the season. So I'm not sitting here blaming J. Lou for yeah. nursing a, a foot injury that he's returned from because that's just the reality of looking at the situation for what it is so yeah no y'all I've been hot about this all day I don't know if you can tell I'm, yeah I mean, we can tell I'm he really went from playing he also too the, the Trayvon Diggs situation really changed things also People too need because to stay out sure. of my mentions yeah because Deron Bland was your is your is your nickel corner yeah was, he went from until, playing he played mm -hmm. 10 snaps the week before yeah. mm -hmm. Trayvon got injured and he was like mm -hmm. hey man we need you to slide to nickel mm -hmm. exactly yeah. ain't no ramp up and, and, and by no. the way nickel is nickel is your base offense mm -hmm. excuse me base yeah. defense now yep. you know there's yeah. there's no more four three mm -hmm. you know it's all um i'm you know it's always uh either nickel and the cowboys play a lot of dime too mm -hmm. and because of the great athletes that they have at safety when you have the j ron curses and now israel mukwamu working donovan wilson doesn't even start you know yeah and, but he's able to work in and so um it's it's fun to see the way that Dan Quinn has been able to adjust to the loss of Trayvon Diggs and, and um, you know, have everybody still uh, have a major contribution to the defense. How did you see the morale from this defensive unit on the sidelines? Well, it's, 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 yeah, it was a taking care of business yeah. thing. I mean, sure, they, they knew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they needed to get off the field. They yeah. knew it. But um, one thing that uh, Brad Sham and Babe Bloffenberg uh, were saying in our Cowboys radio broadcast last night is Nick Sirianni, who is not <laughs> only the head coach of the Eagles but also the play caller, he really sees um, their drives as instead of first and ten, it's first and nine. 
because if they can get yep. nine yards on yeah. the first three plays, they're going to use the brotherly yeah. shove, the tush push mm. for the thing. Oh, and and to see to see that live, to see that yeah. that there was. I mean, it looked like no chance to stop yeah. it. I mean, and and, just, and and they weren't just yeah, barely getting they it; they were getting it. two yards. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, just, oh, here we go again. It has to here be we go more, again. I don't care what it, anyone says. It yeah. is. It has to be upsetting yeah. or frustrating for any defensive unit to have to go up against it because it's just you can't practice it. You know, yeah. you're not well, supposed it, to. Well, you can practice it, I guess. Well, but no, no, you risking. can't because you didn't. You only get here. Here's how it works with um, NFL practices. Okay, it's an 18 week season, 17 regular season games, and a bye week. You are only allowed um, a maximum of 14 padded contact practices in a regular season. That is by rule. That's uh, an part of the collective bargaining agreement between the players' union and the NFL. And so, even when you're con- even when you're in full pads, you're not tackling. You're not taking anybody to the ground. So, yes, you can replicate the formation and assignment, but there's not the execution of the tackling mm-hmm. or the getting the leverage going down on the ground and getting below uh, the player in front of you because that play is all about leverage. Yeah, but the the nice. other the other thing that they do a great job of is Jalen Hurts will take that play clock down to about two or three seconds yeah. and he's given the the dummy calls and he's trying you know when you're a defensive lineman well everybody's crowded up to the mm-hmm. line at that point penalty. but yeah he's trying to draw the penalty and so you got to be you know that you've got to be off the ball off the snap to have any kind of chance to to stop the play but he's also trying to get you to jump yeah so you know that that makes it harder too you got to hold your water yeah. right until until you see the ball snap you so. watch it back on the replay and all you see is jason kelsey just hammer and, and it and the two guards just yeah, pile yeah, up yeah. and lift that little it's yeah. so amazing to see it on the replay well here's the thing yeah. about the tush push it's with how Jalen Hurts is barely holding up, it's not going to be amazing if somebody hits him wrong. Yeah, and they continue to do this yeah. with the state of his knee. Right it now. will be mm. interesting to see because if they pull pull up back from it as yeah. they go along, especially Look, the next six games it, they have. I, I I my heart sank when when you saw him get hit in the mm-hmm. knee by Tank during yeah. this game because yeah. he's he's fragile right now with that knee and um, one one wrong move in that kind of hu- push tush push situation mm-hmm. he gets popped in the knee and then what yeah i just can't believe i mean I, it's I it's it. so yeah. unsafe for him to be doing it and it, you have a long season to go you're ha- you're only halfway there yep. and if you want jalen hurts to be healthy and be and able to p- to play come playoff time I wouldn't be shocked to see them pull back a little bit because you, you have to protect your quarterback. I was even shocked at his mobility, though. Like, He's not as mobile mobility as he He wasn't as mobile yeah. as normal, but he still was making plays oh, with yeah. his legs. And I was just kind of like... I'm not going to say nothing out of pocket, but I wasn't surprised after he came out of halftime. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> On that note, we'll be right back. We're going to take our second break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Frame-worthy doll. <laughs> Sorry, get a frame-worthy holiday photo with your family with Santa at the Star, presented by Monument Reality. Uh, Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage in the Star District from November 18th through December 24th. Book your visit before December 9th and save five dollars with code Star Five. Visit StarDistrict.com/Santa for more information. It's always really cute. Check it I can't out. believe it's yeah. coming. Yeah, and if you're if Santa's you're coming, coming on a if you're coming on a Friday or a Saturday for Christmas at the Star, it starts. Um, what, November 17th? Not this weekend, but the next weekend. Uh, just make sure that you go ahead and make your reservation if you want to get uh, your photo with Santa at the same time because it gets kind of uh, crowded yeah. on that Friday night and Saturday night. Yeah. It's free, open to the public, Tostitos Plaza, 6 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. All right, let's go ahead. We have a few minutes left. Let's first shout out Brandon Aubrey for breaking the uh, NFL hey. record to start a career. Yeah. Most made field Aubrey. goals, 19 for 19. Shout out to him. Uh, but let's also talk about Kevontae Turpin. With that shoulder injury, I think that was the first quarter. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. five seconds left yeah. in the first quarter. It was on a punt return, and uh, Patrick mm-hmm. Johnson, the backup linebacker for the Eagles, was in coverage. And when he took Cavante to the mm-hmm. turf, it was not an illegal play or malicious, but the way that um, he kind of drove Cavante into the turf and Cavante mm-hmm. landing on his um, shoulder, left shoulder, and uh, they were saying ribs, but... Um, when they took him into the blue medical tent, I could see that they had removed his uh, pads as well as uh, his jersey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the equipment staff was coming over. I'm like, oh, it looks like they're either going to do like mm. a harness. That's not unusual for a player to be harnessed up and be able to finish a game. Um, in the harness? And wearing a shoulder wearing harness. Shoulder yeah, you have to, it'll go under your shoulder pads. Uh, and then, uh, but then also with the ribs, they were adding some protective padding and the like. But he missed only. That was a long drive that the Cowboys had uh, uh, off of that same punt return, that Mm -hmm. offensive series. Uh, Ten plays later, Kevontae Turpin comes in. He goes in. He lines up on the left side in the (laughs) slot (laughs) at the five-yard line, and Dak... Camonte's first playback targets him, and he hits it. And and it was a nice catch, too. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. what a tough guy. What a tough tough. guy. Yeah, yeah. And he went back and did the rest of the punt returns, and he only missed one kickoff return Mm -hmm. that was uh, later in the uh, third quarter. Rico Dowdle took over. But hopefully Cavante is able to get through practice this week and be okay to play Mm -hmm. because the Cowboys were in an interesting situation, and that is the backup punt returner, Deuce Vaughn, the backup running back, the rookie, was inactive again this week. So that's three straight weeks that Deuce Vaughn has been inactive, so 
Um, if Cavante wasn't able to finish, uh, certainly you had Rico Dowdle to handle kickoff returns. But on punt returns, they probably would have used C.D. Lamb for a safe return, meaning they're not going to have – he's yeah. just going to catch the ball and secure it yeah. and not try and run around and get hit. Uh, or uh, Wanye Thomas has yeah, uh, yeah. that kind of background um, from college. So uh, that would be – an interesting situation. Hopefully we don't have to find out uh, this coming Sunday against nope. the Giants. But, man, that uh, Cavante Turpin, Turpin, that's one tough dude, that's for sure. Y'all well, already know I was surprised he went her. back in that yeah. quickly. I Y'all already realized. know where I stand on this Turp train. <laughs> I've been, I have been conducting the Turp train for a minute, mm. and I'm so happy to see how, how much success he's having right now. And um, he fights. That, mm-hmm. That's something about Cavante Turpin. When when I think of him, the first word that comes to my mind is fight because yep. he has fought for opportunity. He started mm-hmm. only special teams. Now he fought to be more integrated on the offense. He fights for yardage. He fights for availability. He fights constantly. Um, so proud of him. And I was, I was not shocked to see him back out there um, getting a touchdown on his first play back in after that because yeah. that's the kind of player he is. Baby, I was. I, was, I looked up. I said, I number nine. <laughs> After seeing how he got hit, mm-hmm. I expected for him to at least, you know, have to. It sounds like they took care of him fast. So mm-hmm. credit to the training staff yeah. and those folks to get him back out there it, that fast. It was relatively quick. Yes. yes. Um, I think it was like seven it, minutes. Or so. Yeah. So um, the, the, the one good thing was uh, the injury came with five seconds left in the first quarter. So you did mm-hmm. have that commercial uh, yeah. break. Yeah. So that gives you an extra two minutes. Yeah. But still. I mean, that's fast. He came over to the bench first, and Dr. Cooper was checking him out, and they did that for a few minutes and uh, before they actually moved him into the tent. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's when they pulled all the gear off, you know, checked him, uh, gave him a little bit more of a exam uh, before outfitting him yeah. to send him back out on the field. And he's one of the dudes that um, I, we talk about, you know, guys being worked into this offense and stuff, you know, just kind of seeing him grow within this offense and be a factor i'll tell you one thing teams respect his speed when he's motioning Mm -hmm. he does a lot even if he's not getting the ball they're respecting the fact when they Mm -hmm. see him move he's getting back information he's clearing out lanes he's making space for guys so i'm just um i've definitely liked seeing him grow as a receiver in Mm -hmm. this offense but i do have a question though like (laughs) we love us Aubrey, but our boy banks bank shot something oh my goodness yeah Yesterday, then yeah, off of the upright on the extra point, and then he had to kick <laughs> yeah. out of bounds yes. that yeah. put them in good the forty yard line. Yep. Was that? Did you know if that was intentional or did was was? I mean, were they trying no, to I kick think it away was a from someone? Yeah, that uh, uh, I don't think it was intentional, and it was not due to weather or wind or anything uh, like that. So okay. it's almost like yeah. he's had to score most of the points at the start of the season, and he needs to not be kicking as much. <laughs> I mean, but uh, he no, also I'm, needs to kick. Oh, well, he needs in to, he yeah, was, to kick those. But the, when, when you've had a kicker that's scored 19 of 19 yeah. and broke an NFL record, there's a reason it's a record. He and hasn't he, been used that as much as of late, though. I'm saying, though, that we want to talk about progression when it comes oh, to sure. injuries, progression when it comes to kickers. Yeah, you, yeah. You this is the to, first mistake I've seen him made. In, yeah. in, I've, like, well, since missing the, first, the, the very, yeah. his very yeah. first yeah, attempt yeah, in first game mistake. one was uh, that. But, but, you know, that's the one thing in terms of, like, complimentary football that we always talk about. Yep. And it was kind of like the penalties towards the end of the game last year giveth and mm-hmm. yesterday giveth and take away and I, that's how i felt about special teams because the penalty on um evans that uh 
put the ball at the 40-yard line, and then Aubrey's mistake where the yeah. kick goes out of bounds and gives him the ball at the 40-yard line. That that w- that was tough. Execution. An evenly yep. matched, uh, t- yeah, evenly matched game with two really good um, teams with equal strengths. You, we talked about flipping the field, and uh, two mistakes uh, flipped the field the wrong direction. Just shy away from a win yesterday, but. <laughs> Just we still got a lot more ball left to play. You see what I was trying to do? Okay. With the bars. bars. No, nine, nine games left, y'all, on the season. Uh, so a lot, a lot of, of ball left. Yeah, a lot of time. So much. A lot of time. We it got a rematch so with the Eagles in December. NFC so. went down into oh, yeah. last year. It went down to, what, week 16? Yeah. yeah. Man. Stop playing. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of football to be playing. Well, and we talked about the schedule that the Eagles have after their bye week. Mm-hmm. Come out of the gates with the Niners, Bay-bay. and then and you just keep going and going. And the and loss going. of Goddard is, is important. It is. It's yeah. fra- Fractured forearm. Yeah. And that uh, reports earlier today out of Philly were that Goddard, uh, the Eagles tied in, uh, that that uh, fractured right forearm, ooh, that happened right in front of me. I saw oh. it. I was oh. like, oh. oh, that was not good. Oh. Um, <laughs> Anyway, but it'll require surgery, and so he is he is a best. real key yeah. cog yeah. to yeah. that offense. Yes. Mm. All right, ladies, well, we'll be right back tomorrow talking cowboys, of course. But that'll do it for today's episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!